0: All right, y'all. Welcome back to the What's in the Words podcast. I am AJ. And I'm Steve Canal. What up? What up, y'all? What's up? And today we're going to review a book by Jordan Peterson. Um, Steve, you want to read the book's title? Absolutely. 12 Rules for Life, An Antidote to Chaos by Jordan an, a. Peterson. An Antidote to Chaos. So I'll be the first to admit I am a Jordan Peterson fanboy. I was sharing with Steve before we started recording that I subscribed to his podcast. I bought his earlier books. Um, the guy is a very intelligent man and he's very well um, thought out. He thinks everything uh, through very carefully. Um, as a matter of fact, he he talked about in one of his podcasts that he took six weeks to write two paragraphs. <laughs> Which makes well, sense. This book is definitely a reflection of that. So we're gonna jump right in. So Steve, do you wanna give your your big overview of the book, 12 Rules for Life? Absolutely. And I just wanted to touch on just his mind frame, being
1: somebody who studies psychology in school. For me, I I get his process, right? Mm -hmm. And I get his infatuation and connection to people. But I really thought it was cool that being a psychologist, what he believes to be definitive set of rules for leading a successful and fulfilling life, he was able to package which I believe started as 40 rules, and he was able to really define what they were into 12, which I thought was really cool. So for me, when I think of this book, usually I'll I'll focus on one area and I'm like, all right, this really gives you an overview of what this book was about. But it was kind of hard to just do that with this book um, because there was just so much within the 12 rules. When I sat back and I'm like, all right, what can I pull? from this to say, all right, this is, this is what this is about. And what I got was always tell the truth, admit and learn from the past and make order of its chaos and work towards not repeating the same mistakes and pay close attention. And, and that's what I got from it is, it's, I know it's a lot and it's, it's heavy, but when you think about it, it all makes sense, right? Always tell the truth. He, and we'll, we'll dig a little bit deeper into that a little bit later Admit and learn from the past. You have to learn from your past. I always say failure is a key to life or anything, right? But you have to pay attention to those key learnings from your past so you don't make the same mistakes, right? Make order of its chaos, understand the chaos that that is and try to break down the elements to understanding what just happened. And that takes taking a step back to to really look at that and think it through. And work towards not repeating the same mistakes, and that goes with learning from your past. And it takes admitting, you know, from some of the mistakes that you might have been responsible for, and taking responsibility for it. And some of the other thing, other you know, mishaps that might come is just learning from it. What could I have done better, right? And then play, pay close attention. You got to pay attention. They always say the devil's in the details, right? You have to pay attention to, uh, pay close attention to, to, to grasp. Those key learnings. What about you, AJ? I know that was long winded, but. No, no, no. That was real good,
0: Steve. That was good. And as a matter of fact, you covered one of the things I was going to talk about. So I just have a little bit more to add. Human beings are meaning making machines. Um, And what that means is um, no matter what happens, we try to understand why. Um, You know, they say, you know, nothing happens without a reason. That's a very human thing to say, right? Um, But sometimes there may or may not be a reason. But as human beings, we always try to create order or some sort of hierarchy or categories out of chaos. So I think in his book, 12 Rules for Life, uh, when he whittled it down to 12, which is volume one of his, of his books, or volume two, rather, um, he's um, basically providing a framework because we learn best in frameworks, the rules of three, um, you know, alliteration, things like that. That's the way we remember uh, so that we can help make order. So this book is his attempt and trying to uh, provide a series of rules for people to follow so that it makes it easier for us from a philosophical, um, a spiritual, and even just from a thoughtful perspective to try to make meaning out of the things that happen to us in life. So it's kind of like a rule book or a guidelines to play with. So that's kind of my big overview is that humans try to make meaning out of everything anyway, And this is his attempt in 12 rules to try to provide a guideline for us. So what was one of your big takeaways, Steve? I thought it'd be cool uh, to
1: tap into some of the rules as takeaways to give examples uh, of them and and some of the insight from it. And one of them from the very beginning is standing up straight with your shoulders back is something that is not only physical because you're not only a, a body You're a spirit, you know, you're a spirit and psyche as well, right? Standing up physically also implies and invokes and demands standing up metaphysically. So if there's a science behind it, like it's getting deep now, right? It's not just about the physical, it's getting into the soul, the spirit, the psyche, you know, the metaphysics of it. And standing up means voluntarily accepting the burden of being. When you stand up and, and you give that posture, you're letting people know I'm here regardless of what's going on around me, I am Correct. here, Correct. right? And I'm accepting being here and all that comes with it. Absolutely. And what I got from that was, you know, <laughs> and it's super cool because at first you're sitting there and he starts talking about a lobster and you're like, what are you, where are you getting at right now? Right. Right. And using the example from nature, like the lobster, you know, he explains the importance of understanding dominance and how, order and chaos work together. Mm -hmm. Paying attention to your posture again. standing up straight, speaking your mind, walking tall and being daring encourages serotonin, which a lot of people don't don't think about, right? Like when you're, when you, you, your posture is tall, that confidence is there, the serotonin is flowing and it portrays an image, an image of confidence, you know, to the world. Like this person, this person is here. I see you, you know, and what comes from that is being less anxious. You're, you're more confident and increase the probability of being, you know, of good things happening in your life. You know, when that, that positive energy is flowing around you. There's a halo effect that occurs. People feel that energy. People want to be around that energy. People want to speak with you. People want to engage with you all from you just standing up straight and showing that confidence and posture of you accepting your being. I thought the connection, the, the psychological connection to that, is when you don't feel confident and stand up taller with your shoulders back you won't appear as confident to others you know and that chain reaction will occur so it's important to to give off that halo effect stand up tall and let people feel that energy and you'll become more confident yourself
0: i love that i love that and i think we should definitely just go through the rules at least five or six of them um and that example that example really resonates with the lobster because Um, The biggest lobster sometimes when two male lobsters face off, in some cases, the lobster with the biggest claws, if he displays his claws and they're more dominant physically, just looking at them than the other lobster, the other lobster will literally cower. And sometimes it will even crawl out of his shell in a show of defeat. So standing up tall changes your posture physiologically and it displays confidence. And sometimes just having that confidence on the outside can give you confidence inside. So I think that that's that's awesome, that first rule. Um, number two actually is one of my absolute hands down favorite rules. This is take care of yourself the way you would take care of someone else. And this, this really um, takes a different meaning because I'm always big on telling people to give themselves grace. Because um, what happens is, Steve, if I were to call you and say, man, you know, I'm having a bad day you know, you know, it got started out rough, I'm I'm feeling a little, you know, insecure about myself, then you'd be like, okay, AJ, let's talk through it. What you got going on, blah, blah, blah. However, if I kept that thought to myself and I'm just feeling that internally, then that internal thought can just get into my head and I won't allow myself the same graces that I would show someone else or I wouldn't even allow myself the same graces that you would show me. So the rule is take care of yourself the way you would take care of someone else I like to to say, you know, even in the example that he gave, he talked about prescriptions, um, that one third of people won't even fill their subscription if it's for something that's not major when they leave the doctor because they just don't trust the doctor and they feel like they can tough it out. However, almost 100 percent of people will fill a prescription if it's for a dog. Mm. That's crazy, right? So, in other words, we should give ourselves the same amount of grace that we give other people. Because as human beings, we have a tendency to be harder on ourselves, uh, to self-loathe um, the way that we won't do to other people. So, if we give ourselves that same grace, then it'll make our lives that much easier. So, rule number two was absolutely one of my favorites: take care of yourself the way you would take care of someone else. Steve.
1: Yeah, and and just to uh, piggyback off that you know get to know get to know yourself the same way you get to know someone new right get to know a new friend get to new get to know somebody new that you're dating we go all out for that person Mm and getting to know them getting to understand who they are what they like what they dislike and we follow up with those things you know if they like a certain candy you'll make sure that you know you surprise them with it if they like a certain artist you'll make sure you go to little concerts and shows you need to make sure that you reward yourself um, the same way. My uh, second takeaway that I thought was pretty uh, cool was rule number three, and it's funny. Yeah, we, we're just going in order down the road. Um, yep, <laughs> we're just going in order. But you know, make friends with people who want the best for you. Yes. Uh, and there's a quote in there where he says, "People create their worlds with the tools they have directly at hand. Yes. Faulty tools produce faulty results." Repeated use of the same faulty tools produce the same faulty results. And for me, what that means is at the end of the day, don't keep friends around that you won't recommend for your, you know, your loved ones, right? You have to choose people who you want the world to, to be better, not worse. You know, you you can feel that energy when there's when you're around people and it's just all negative Nancy's and you know, the things they're trying to accomplish doesn't lead to a better world, right? you need to associate associate with people who support your upward aim and will not tolerate you when when they see self sabotage coming from you you know so at the end you know the insight that I get from it is stop hanging around people who support your bad habits you know surround yes. yourself with people who want to who want you to succeed and push
0: you to do so man that's that is a um number 1 that's true and number 2 that's hard because you know, a lot of times when you have habits that are bad, those are a lot of things that you enjoy. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Right. So, um, you know, everything,
1: but what do they say? Everything in moderation, right? Everything in moderation, right? There's there's abuse and there's enjoying a burger or a steak, you know,
0: Right. Right. you know? Yep. Yep. So, um, I love that one. And and so my next one is, um, I'm, I'm skipping forward a little bit. Um, this is uh, rule number seven and I'm going to paraphrase it, but essentially it says do what is meaningful to you and you'll feel better about existing. And I cannot tell you how many times that I've gotten into ventures or I've done things at the behest of someone else or like just for money or, you know, I, Jesus Christ, multi-level marketing stuff. <laughs> um, you know a lot of things that are like hey this is a no brainer you're going to make a lot of money or you're going to you know whatever even in the instances where i did make you know financial gain uh there was still nothing to hold me there um which is kind of why i left corporate america honestly because you know my salary was super super cool right it was comfortable i was i was traveling doing all these things but i wasn't i wasn't aligned with it personally so i felt you know, regardless of how fancy it looked on paper, I felt trapped. And, you know, if you're doing something that's not aligned with you or with where you wanna go, eventually, you know, the cream will separate itself and you're just gonna, you know, end up just there uh, existing in a space that you really don't wanna be. So um, rule, I think that's rule number seven. Do what is meaningful to you and you'll feel better about existing. And, you know, one of the questions that he said is if you ask yourself, how can I make the world a little bit better today? Um, and then you pay attention to that. And then whatever you can fix, fix it. So, again, this goes directly to what you were saying, Steve. Once you understand who you are uh, and you're aware of who you are and what it is that, that moves you, uh, you can focus on doing things that are meaningful to you and then, you know, trying to generate value that way. So that's how you can make a living. So, yeah, that was my second one. Steve, you have anything to add to that before we get into our quotes? No, I think you, you hit it on the head. I think sometimes we put ourselves in
1: in compromising positions trying to do any and everything. And I'm really about that 80-20 rule right now for myself. You know, I'm I'm big on that, you know, where they say 80% of, you know, the things that, you know, produce value is coming from 20% of the work that you actually do. I've really been feeling that that shift in that change of putting my energy, just all my energy towards that 20% and not focusing on any and everything. You know, when you're in New York, it's the hustle bustle, you're a part of it. And you, f- you get that FOMO, you get fear of missing out because there's so much going on and you wanna be a part of everything. And if you feel like you're not doing something that is not gonna, you know, give you results. And that's uh-huh. not true at
0: all. Yeah, right, at right. <laughs> Man, it's, it's, I'm, I'm sorry, I, that just really hit home because I was in, um, for the past maybe month, I've been in like three different cities away from Atlanta. And what I realized is when I'm in the hotel for the first couple for the first hour and a half, I'm like going through email frantically. I'm like, you know, social media, what am I missing? But then I realized, like, I'm not missing anything. <laughs> I'm not, <Right>. you know, <laughs> life is life is in the present moment. And it's very easy to get caught up in everything around you and just get sucked into that tidal wave. But you're right. Like, you don't have to be in that <laughs> at all. I and,
1: I, and honestly, you know, being in New Orleans, I've been here two weeks and I've probably been here five, a little bit more than two weeks now, five, maybe five days out of those two weeks. Yeah. And the days that I've been here, I've been focusing just on, you know, that 20% and feel so much better. (laughs) (laughs) I have so much more mental clarity in just these five days than I had, you know, in weeks, you know, being in New York, you know, for similar periods of time, and it's definitely you know makes a difference, it makes you a better human being, um, yeah able to process things a lot better, and your creativity flows so I definitely feel that quote love,
0: it, uh, love yeah. it. all right so um now the book the rules were almost all quotes themselves, but uh, yeah. what was one of the quotes your they, they were because because usually you know
1: I'll pull a quote and it's about a sentence long, um, yeah, but in order to bring this quote to life i had to pull out pull it all out it's about a paragraph not not a paragraph it's about three sentences two or three sentences. okay um but i'm gonna read it and then talk to it. it says clear rules and proper discipline help the child and the family and society establish maintain and expand the order that is all that protects us from chaos and the terrors of the underworld where everything is uncertain, anxiety provoking, hopeless and depressing, there is no greater gifts that a parent can bestow. And when you think about order in a household, you think about rules, when you talk to other parents, they say, you know, the most important thing you can do for your child is give them routine. Yes, you know, in a household. And when you give them routine, you're setting rules, right? Yes. Bedtime is at eight o'clock and every day, you know, no matter what they have going on that day at eight o'clock, they seem to get tired and go to sleep, right? Yes. And, you know, nap time is at 1130, 12, but you have to set the rules and you have to set the routine in order for a child to function properly. So the best thing that you can do as a parent is establish those things within within the household to maintain and make sure that chaos isn't bestowed within the household because they can just be going, they can stay up all night, right? They can, if and they will. And they will. And if you don't set that standard at that time in that routine, it'll be 10.30, 11 p.m., 12 a.m., 1 a.m. and they run around throwing toys and, and chaos is, is, is bestowed within your household because you haven't set the rules. I just gave the example of just the child, but this yes. can be, you know, this can relate to anything. You know, yes. AJ, you know, what did you have as, as your quote?
0: Yeah, so my quote is actually a, a, a phrase that I'm going to read as well. OK, it's about a paragraph and a half, so I'll make it quick. Success makes us complacent. We forget to pay attention. We take what we have for granted. We turn a blind eye we fail to notice things are changing or that corruption is taking root and things are falling apart. Is that the fault of reality or God? A hurricane is an act of God, but failure to prepare when the necessary preparation is well known thats sin. So I think it is. So in summary, pay attention even when you're successful, because when you're successful, um, chaos is just around the corner right so if you think about all the hurricanes that come to the different places and, and again i don't want to uh you know victim make anyone victims or shame any victims but people who have the the means to get out of the path of a storm and then they get caught in the storm again they don't necessarily deserve to we don't deserve to turn a blind eye to them but them ignoring the fact that the storm is coming is a sin in the in, you know in the the rule that he's saying so When you have sufficient evidence that things are changing, then you should make the necessary preparations to prepare yourself. Also, when you're in a situation where things are up, then you should also be looking out for things to maybe take a downturn so that you can be prepared.
1: Absolutely. And that's the course of life.
0: That's the course of
1: life. That's the course of life. And where things and I always use this as an example when I tell my story, you know, as an entrepreneur, everything was great everything was, was dandy, you know, business was flourishing, but there was a recession around the corner. Mm -hmm. Right. And I didn't pay attention to the, to those, to those details. I was just living like, it's not going to impact me. I have these contracts. I'm good. But when that recession did hit, it hit hard, you know, and I had to adjust my business and I had to make adjustments to, you know, the way life was moving forward. So, you know, that that's the journey of life and now (laughs) now i know that recessions come you know they say about every eight to ten years recessions come you know so now i prepare for it because i learned my lesson you know that would be a sin for me to keep repeating those mistakes because i didn't pay attention to that lesson and prepared myself moving forward so cons
0: did you have any cons aj I did. I did. So, um, you know, I, I definitely err on the side of being a bookworm. Uh, but for those who aren't bookworms, this book is long. <laughs> <laughs> it's long. I, I, I don't even know how many. The audio book, I think is like 17 hours or something like that. Yeah, maybe e- each
1: rule were hour was, were, was more than an hour long, yeah. except for one, I think. One was about 30 minutes, but for the majority, they were over an hour long.
0: Correct, correct. So I think the book itself is probably thirteen, fourteen hours. Um, you know, so if you're not a bookworm, this book can be long. Um, but I think it's he does a great job of you know creating analogies and things like that. But it is definitely if you're going to get into this book, just prepare yourself to be in it for a long time. What about you, Steve? <laughs> Absolutely.
1: And for those who are into self help books, this is definitely a self help book. But it is a very aggressive in your face kind of self-help book. Um, and there's, it's an intersection between ancient science and wisdom, um, and scientific research. So he does a great job of combining scripture and science. And I know for some people it's religion and that's it, you know, and there's some people who believe in science but he merges both worlds. So it's very intense and you have to take a step back and pull out the lessons. Uh, but it, you know, to AJ's point, it is very intense and in depth, it, it's it's very long. So be prepared to take a deep dive. You might not, you know, you're definitely not gonna be able to go through it through one sitting, um, but, you know, take your time with it, digest each chapter, pull out notes and, and keep going and learn.
0: Yep, yep. So- um, all right, so now we're going to give it our reviews. Um, I already know, um, and I could just come right out. I'm giving it four and a half, just because, again, I'm a fanboy. <laughs> so I'm going to give it four and a half, just because I love Jordan Peterson, but it is definitely a long, um, a long listen. Uh, Steve, what is what is your what is your Blackfish review?
1: Yeah, I give it. I also give it four and a half fists. I think that you know he does a great job of you know. Pulling these 12 rules together and actually taking the time to break down the rules for you to understand, you just need to take the time to grasp that information. Uh, and if you do, you'll, you'll walk away with some great insight and some great information to apply into your life uh, that'll, at the end of the day, make you a better person and the people around you so i appreciate the work that he did and the body of work that you know
0: he presented to the world love it love it all right well that is um we're a little bit longer today but i think this book because it is so long it's a lot to dig into uh but that brings us to the end of our Uh, episode. Uh, Steve, you want to tell everybody how they can reach you?
1: Absolutely. You can reach me on all social media platforms. I'm heavily involved on Instagram and Facebook, but everything is at Steve Canal uh, on
0: social media. So you can find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Word. And I am on Instagram at A-J-J-O-I-N-E-R. Um, You can also, um, if you want to write and publish your own book, you can go to ajsfreebook.com. That is A-J-S-F-R-E-E-B-O-O-K.com. And I will ship a book to your front door. Uh, And that is all I have. Steve, you got anything else?
1: Yeah. And if you want to tap into The Mind of a Winner, which is my uh, number one Amazon bestseller, you can find it on Amazon or you can go to themindofawinnerbook.com.
0: All right, y'all. See y'all next episode. Peace. Peace. Peace.